0: badlands listeners are you here are you with me are you too tired to go to bed too riled up to stay at home i know i am this is another podcast that comes after the podcast welcome to badlands the rap party Welcome to the Badlands bonus episode, a little thing we like to call the rap party. And just like that other show, this is a show that comes after the show, a voyage from one episode of Badlands to the other, the back lot breakdown of sorts. On this episode, we are talking about Richard Pryor, Miles Davis, John Mullaney's Baby J, and just like that other show, we are digging into your movie-focused voicemails, texts, DMs, and more. So Badlands listeners, Let's get into it. Yes, 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 hear you, hear you, hear you, and all that, dare I say, action to kick off this, the first ever Badlands bonus episode, the thing we are calling the Rap Party. Let's go. All right, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor lit himself on fire on June 9th, 1980. You know this because you just listened to the Badlands season premiere episode on Richard Pryor. An epic flameout if there ever was one, and there is, of course, way more to Richard Pryor's story. And you can hear all that in the aforementioned episode: brothels, border bust, knife fights, gunfights, an epic culture shifting comedy. But I want to stay on this literal flameout for a minute. Uh, the darkness at the edge of the comedy town is capital D dark. Why? John Belushi, dead of a speedball overdose at the Chateau Marmont in 1982 at age 33. Chris Farley, dead of a speedball overdose in 1997, also just 33 years old. Same age as Belushi. Sam Kinnison crashed his Pontiac Turbo Trans Am head-on into an oncoming pickup truck on a desert highway in 1992, and he died soon after that from his injuries. Mitch Hedberg, dead in a New Jersey hotel room in 2005 at age 37 with Coke and heroin in his blood. And of course, our buddy, Richard Franklin Lennox Thomas Pryor III, barely surviving an on-fuego freebasing mishap. The difference, though, between Pryor and these other dudes Richard Pryor made it back, and the others didn't. And as for those others, this isn't some BS list of hacks who met their ultimate demise in some podcast monologue-worthy way. This, this is a murderer's row of comedic talent. Again, Belushi, Farley, Kinison, Hedberg, and they all met their end tragically and way too soon, far too soon. It's hard to qualify the talent these guys had. We've seen them for years and we'll continue watching them for years precisely because of their talent. But this grouping begs the question, what the hell is going on with comedians? What makes them so dark and, and destructive? I mean, it's, it's easily on par with the, with the darkness and the, and the destruction in the music business that we discuss in Disgraceland. 617-906-6638 voicemail and text to let me know leave me a message why is it why do you think why do you think comedians are so dark Have you? Have you? Do you know comedy? Do you know stand-up comics? Are you a stand-up comic? Are you familiar with this world? Did you grow up in this world? I didn't. I I don't have a lot of experience here. It's all just from a fan's point of view. But hit me up. Leave me a message. I will get back to you. Perhaps right here on one of these rap party episodes. Richard Pryor said about comedy: "Quote: It's as close as you get to flying when you're on and rolling. Nothing comes close. Not cocaine. Not even pussy." End quote. 617-906-6638. Let me know what makes you feel like you are flying. What do you do to touch the sky? What are your rituals, your habits? 617-906-6638. Wrong answers are, of course, encouraged. Fuck with me. Let me know, all right? Okay, this, right? I said this above. On June 9, 1980, Richard Pryor, famously, while he was a star, a huge star, not the biggest star, but huge he lit himself on fire freebasing cocaine. Okay. At that time, as we mentioned in the Richard Pryor episode, The Empire Strikes Back was the number one movie in America. And Richard Pryor once did a skit where he plays a bartender in the Star Wars bar. Okay. The cantina. I forget what it's called. All you Star Wars fans will know. Matt Bowden from Double Elvis is going to kill me for not knowing what this is, but it's, uh, This this skit that Richard Pryor does where he incorporates Star Wars into the skit, this is from the Richard Pryor television show, which was on NBC. Now, until we got into this, I did not know that the Richard Pryor television show was even a thing, which you might be like, yeah, so what? You didn't know that either, whatever. But I love old TV. I I take every opportunity I can to watch old crappy television. I find it to be comforting. I'm really fascinated with the world, uh, what it looked like when I was a little kid or, or, or from the time when I was born or, or right around like early, just, just earlier than that. Um, it, 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 just blows my mind in this very simple kind of way. So I watch all kinds of crappy TV is my point. Um, an old TV and I watched the Carol Burnett show all the time. I didn't even know until we get into this Richard Pryor content that we were making that Richard Pryor had an NBC television show. And that is kind of fucked up because Richard Pryor was a huge star. Right? I mean, not so much in the 70s as he was in the 80s when he had this television show, which was in 1977. Again, he fucked with this uh, Star Wars skit. And this sounds insane to me. Have you seen the Richard Pryor television show? That's what I'm getting at. Did you know about this? Call me, text me, let me know. 617-906-6638. And more importantly, call me, text me, let me know what your favorite stand-up comedian-led television show is. Is it Seinfeld? Is it Everybody Loves Raymond? The Chappelle Show? Tosh Point? Oh, or whatever the hell it's called. Gary Shandling. Which stand-up comic had the best TV show? 617-906-6638. Let's stoke this call-in line for this Badlands Rap Party. It's the same number as the Disgrace Landline, but call me with the movie content, the Richard Pryor, the comedy content, whatever you got. Let me know. Maybe we'll cover it on Badlands. Maybe I'll answer it here in the Rap Party. While you contemplate all that, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be back in just a minute a few seconds. All right. This Richard Pryor episode got me thinking. One of the things we lose sight of with time, with the passage of time, uh, when it comes to artists, subjects that we cover here in Disgraceland, musicians, actors, whatever, we lose sight oftentimes. Like, they're all famous to us in, in retrospect. They're all popular. They're all mainstream. They're all household names, even um, but there's, there's a lot of nuance in there, okay? And, I, I, and we lose sight sometimes of just how big these artists were or weren't. Now, Richard Pryor was a massive star, but he wasn't John Belushi. And he wasn't Eddie Murphy. He wasn't that famous. Those guys were on another freaking level. Still, though, in 1974, 1974, before Pryor starts doing these huge mainstream movies, his comedy album, the name of which I'm not going to repeat here in this space. Uh, But that record, despite its name, that record was the number one soul and R&B album on the Billboard charts for four weeks back in 1974, alongside albums by Gladys Knight and the Pips, Barry White, the OJs. Got me thinking because Richard Pryor was on a music chart with his comedy album... You know, all these comedians, all these actors, all these subjects we're gonna be covering in Badlands, they all they all rub up against the music industry in some way, shape, or form. So that that got me thinking, how else? Did, did Richard Pryor, uh, you know, rub up against the music industry and, and hang out and, and perhaps interact with musicians in interesting ways that we might not be aware of? I've covered and talked about the Sly Stone thing a little bit in, in the After Party episodes that we do over in the Disgraceland feed. I'm not going to cannibalize that and do it here. Um, but it did get me thinking, you know, what else, where else does Richard Pryor come in contact with the music industry? And there's this very cool anecdote that we get into in the Richard Pryor episode about Miles Davis. And, you know, Pryor, like I said, Richard Pryor was not huge, but he had the respect of these huge personalities. I mean, Miles Davis, even then, was a fucking giant. The guy invented cool, for God's sakes, okay? And he, Miles Davis, was so blown away by what Richard Pryor was doing that Miles, it was supposed to be, Richard Pryor was supposed to be opening for Miles. And Miles switched up. He's like, no, dude. I'm going to open for you, okay? That is incredible. That shit didn't happen back then, not in 1968. Musicians didn't open for stand-up comics. And that's what Miles did for Richard Pryor. Amazing. I love that story. I love that story. Got me thinking more about comedians and musicians. And we talked about in, um, gosh, I can't remember if it was the John Belushi episode we did for Badlands or if it was the Eagles episode we did for Disgraceland. I think it was the Eagles episode we talk about John Belushi hanging out with Joe Walsh, <laughs> destroying that hotel room, that anecdote. It's definitely the Eagles episode. Um, and so you got John, you got you got Richard Pryor and Miles Davis. You got John Belushi and Joe Walsh, Eddie Murphy and Rick James destroying the charts with Party All the Time. Rick James and Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle and Prince. I mean, who am I missing? There's got to be more. Six one seven nine zero six 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 three eight. What? comedy what stand-up comedy and music uh connections am i missing that i can explore perhaps uh find an entryway into another badlands episode let me know uh call me like i said 617-906-6638 leave me a voicemail send me a text You guys know the drill. I like to talk. I like the back and forth. There's a reason I've mentioned my phone number a thousand times already on this podcast, and it's because I'm priming the pump to get you guys involved with this Badlands bonus episode, the rap party, just like you are with the Disgraceland after party. So, 617 906 6638. It's the same number as the after party line, but here in the rap party, that is where the movie and TV talk is going to happen from now on. So, hit me up. Voicemails, movie related voicemails. All right. All right. Okay. Let's do some texts. So, you know, we have this ongoing conversation over in the after party about top five horror movies. This is the gift that keeps on giving. And there's some consensus here. The 662 writes in top five horror 80s movies. The Shining, number one, two, Carrie, three, Lost Boys, four, Creepshow, five, Twilight Zone, the movie. I, I, I don't love the Twilight Zone movie. Um. But The Shining, Carrie, and The Lost Boys show up in almost every single top five that I received from the 1980s. I think we can put this one to bed. Um, I think if I'm choosing from those three, The Shining, Carrie, and The Lost Boys, I've recently watched Carrie, by the way. It's definitely The Shining. Far and away... uh, my favorite 80s horror movie. I think I learned that. I think I learned that right here on this microphone five seconds ago. So thank you for that. Let's keep going with some text here from the 716 who wrote in. Uh, this is the 716. She wrote in with, this is Nicole in Buffalo. She wrote in, uh, with her top fives, Videodrome was one of them. Um, and I wrote back, she had Videodrome Psycho 2, The Lost Boys, The Shining see, and Nightmare on Elm Street. And I wrote back that I'd never seen Videodrome. Um, so what I got back from Nicole was Jake, I cannot believe you've never seen Videodrome. You need to check it out. James Woods and Debbie Harry. Check it out now. Nicole in Buffalo. I'm kind of shocked. I don't know this movie. I've never even freaking heard of it. And I'm a big James Woods fan. And I'm a huge Debbie Harry fan. I met her once, actually, and she might literally be the coolest human that I've ever met in my life. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to check out Videodrome and report back, and uh, let's keep rolling through some texts here. The 816 writes in. Jeff from the 913. I don't understand that. Jeff's got an 816 phone number here. Just in San Francisco last week, and I saw this in Haight-Asbury, and it's a picture of uh, the Goodfellas smoke shop. With what looks like Henry, Tommy, and Jimmy, and Jimmy pulling on a bong. I don't I don't think Jimmy Conway did bong hits. I don't think so, but I dig the photo. Uh, good fellas. We haven't had a good uh mob movie conversation in a while. I'm trying to think what we have for um actors coming up in Badlands that might have some mob movie uh uh in mom movie stuff in their re- repertoire. I'll check in on that. I'll get back in next week's episode we'll talk about that. Let's keep going. More text from the 915. Hey Jake, one more time. Here's my all-time favorite science fiction movies. All right, yeah. I mean, this guy 915 just starting his own his own top 5 here. Science fiction movies. Uh Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh number 2 Scorpion Sorry, Black Scorpion. Number three, Body Snatchers. And number four, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Number five, Nightmare on Elm Street. All right, so look, you're combining science fiction and horror. I can't do that. I can't do that, man. Get back to me. Let's, let's get, you know what? I'm not a science fiction guy. I don't have, I don't have a lot of science fiction movies in my past because I don't love science fiction, but I know there's great science fiction. So here's, here's the drill. Let me know. If I, if I have to, if I can only watch three science fiction movies that are relatively modern, okay? So say post 1977, what are they? What are the three science fiction movies I need to see? 617-906-6638. There's a reason I'm asking you guys these questions. Not just to call in, not just for the content, but I kind of want to get stoked here to Think about what other Badland subjects we can do, okay? So this is a good way for me to organize my thinking, to kick off my thinking. Let me know. 617-906-6638. Top three science fiction movies for me to watch post-1977. Get at me. All right. One more text here from the 336. Hey, Jake, long-time listener. Top five 80s horror movies. Again, The Shining, Nightmare on Elm Street, Evil Dead, The Howling, and The Lost Boys. Lost Boys is in almost every one of these I just re- I recently watched The Lost Boys. It's incredible. All right, we're putting the top five movie recommendations to bed. I've asked you guys a lot of questions, 617-906-6638. Let's get into some science fiction. Let's get into some of that comedy content that I asked you about at the top of the show. Let's keep this train rolling as we kick off season seven of Badlands, okay? We've got Richard Pryor in your feed right now. Chris Farley's coming up on May 10th. James Dean on May 17th. Paris Hilton in the Bling Ring on May 24th. Princess Leia herself, Carrie Fisher on May 31st. Star Wars is a science fiction movie, right? Uh, June 7th on Will Smith. June 14th, Anna Nicole Smith. June 21st, Mel Gibson. June 28th, Marlon Brando. July 12th, Hugh Grant. July 19th. Uh, Jane Mansfield and July 26th, Roman Polanski. That is this season of Badlands. Let me know what you think of that lineup. Roman Polanski, Jane Mansfield, Hugh Grant, Marlon Brando, Mel Gibson, Anna Nicole Smith, Will Smith, Carrie Fisher, Paris Hilton's in the bling ring, James Dean, Chris Farley, Richard Pryor. Let me know who you want to hear featured in Badlands. You can hit me up, 617-906-6638 or... or Hit me up direct, direct message at DisgracelandPod. And yes, at DisgracelandPod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Thought about doing a Badland social media thing, but it's just too much. Uh, At DisgracelandPod, you can contact me on the socials. You can answer the same questions I've been asking here, or just do the phone 617-906-6638. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'll be back with some recommendations. All right, this is the other recommendations part—the part of the other show where we recommend the movies and the television content. The recommendations part—the part where you send me all of your weird and awesome movie recommendations—and we discuss the movie recommendations part is right here, right in the Badlands Rap Party, right now, right in this bonus episode. Okay, let's start with Richard Pryor movies, stand-up specials. All right, Richard Pryor live in concert from 1979, before he lit himself on fire, and then you got Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip from 1982, which is after he lit. Himself on fire. I need to go back and watch both of these again, but I remember digging the Sunset Strip post-freebase incident better. Um, not sure if you guys have a preference here. Let me know. Uh, call me, text me, whatever. Let me know which prior special do you like best. If you haven't heard either, you can't go wrong. Okay, check them both out. All right. As far as Richard Pryor movies go, these are tough. Lots of fucked up content in a lot of these movies, and like so many movies from this era, they would never get made today. Um, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a case-by-case basis. But when it comes to Richard Pryor movies, whew, uh, that said, the consensus pick from Double Elvis headquarters is Brewster's Millions. I know it's going to piss a lot of you off. Uh, you can let me know, though. Which Richard Pryor movie do you recommend? 617-906-6638. All right. What I watched over the last weekend here, okay? Um, I watched the John Bellini. Baby J special on Netflix. Now, this both upset me and made me euphoric, okay? Because I could have gone to the show, the taping of it, and I didn't. I didn't even have a good excuse. I just didn't fucking go. It was filmed in Boston. Um, and, you know, I, I regretted it pretty instantly when I didn't go. Um, but man, watching it, the FOMO, my goodness. Because this special is incredible, all right? Now, I don't know how much you know about John Mulaney or how big of a John Mulaney fan you are, but John Mulaney is one of the best stand-up comics going right now. He's He's been that way for the last few years. His specials are incredible. His post-Donald Trump Netflix special, I can't remember what the name of it is, kid something, <laughs> is uh, fucking fantastic. He's incredibly smart. He's a writer on SNL for a while. You guys know, you, I'm not going to give you the whole resume, but... This special, if you haven't seen it already, um, is far, in a way, uh, superior to his previous specials, and it's it's pretty different. It's I, at least I re- I don't remember his other specials being being like this. Where he he, you know, I don't know how much of you got how much of John Mulaney's recent past you guys are up on with all the the drug stuff and the his family falling apart and the rehab and all that. But he basically went through an intervention. His friends gave him an intervention couple years back, sent him to rehab. He had this wild cocaine problem uh, and pill problem. And the stand-up set, the entire set filmed in Boston at Symphony Hall, is him telling the story of the intervention and the subsequent rehab. And you know, he shoots off of it here and there for these for these little sides. But largely it's one narrative arc all the way through for almost 90 minutes. And it's incredible. It is just Incredible! He's at another level, and it's raw, and it's honest, and he didn't think he was the dirt bag that he that he was. At least I didn't. He's a pretty clean cut guy, um, but just it just was just on a pure entertainment level. Like just sitting there, like smiling for the entire time at how happy I was to be watching something that was so thoroughly fucking entertaining. That's what this content is, okay, baby Jay by John Mulaney, watched it just in time. Uh, He did not, like Richard Pryor, did not flame out at the height of his career. He kept it together. He's still going. There's a redemption thing here. I love that. Um, If you're a fan or you're not a fan of John Mulaney, check out the new Netflix special. I promise you will be into it, okay? Highly, highly, highly recommend. All right? Uh, 617-906-6638 for your movie recommendations, TV as well, but more movies. I mean, I'm, I'm not, guys, I'm not, I'm not up, I'm not glued to the streaming series these days. Uh, I feel like we're heading in the wrong direction with television. Uh, this writer's strike just happened. Who knows what the hell's going to happen there? But just in terms of quality, I feel like we're a long way from the peak TV era of Sopranos, Mad Men, uh, The Wire, Breaking Bad, and it shows. And my head is fully in film right now. Um, So hit me up with your movie recommendations. Or if you come across something awesome on TV, I want to know about that too. As always, 617-906-6638 or at Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and TikTok. All right, Uh, let's let's see. Next week, going to have more for you, more recommendations. I'll watch some more stuff this weekend. We'll get into it. Like I said, hit me up text me, whatever voicemail. I'll take some of your recommendations. Maybe I'll watch some of those and report back on the next wrap party. Going to take a two second break and we'll be right back after this. All right. Let's recap, shall we? Number one, the obvious, the Richard Pryor episode of Badlands is available in your feed right now. Go check that out. Number two, Badlands is back forever. Always on full episodes on Wednesdays and these bonus rap party episodes on Fridays. Number three, make sure you're subscribed to the Badlands feed wherever you get your podcasts. Like us, rate us, all that jive. All right. It matters. Thank you. It goes a long way. Number four, Call me, for fuck's sake. What am I, your mother? You never call, you never call your mother back anymore. 617-906-6638 to get this Badlands movie conversation going. Number five next week in Badlands, another comedy legend, like I said, Chris Farley. All right, and now, a second dose of bliss for yours truly, in honor of Richard Pryor, me reading the script from Blazing Saddles, very carefully. Interior, Lamar's office, tight shot, of map on wall. Map depicts the progress of the railroad construction. Finger enters frame and points to end of red line on map. Slow zoom back to reveal. Taggart standing in front of map, pointing. His head is swathed in bandages. His hat rests way atop bandages. Taggart pointing. And right here, Mr. Lamar, is where we ran into the quicksand. Continued. He touches forehead tenderly. He is still obviously in great pain. Cut to. Headley Lamar. He studies map intently. Lamar. Quicksand. Quicksand. Splendid. Tagger. So now the railroad's got to go through Rock Ridge. Lamar. Carefully digesting the news. Rock Ridge. Rock Ridge. Splendid. Tagger. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rock Ridge. Rock Ridge. Lamar. Be still, tags. My mind is aglow with whirling transient nodes of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of adventure. There was a long pause. Tagger. Ditto. Shut up. Quit talking and start mixing. Cut cool. it.